Hello and welcome, everyone. It's Paul and I, and we're talking sports. I'm Jason, and that's Paulie. How's it going, guys? And it is another day. Beautiful day. Not really. Spring, so oh, it's it always kinda, it cloudy. Was kinda, it was kind of kind of crappy out today, actually. Yeah, it's been crappy for about two weeks, and it's going to be crappy for the rest of the week too. It's going to be great, but we're here, and we'll try to make you a little warmer by talking some sports. What do we got, Polly? All right, so um, because of scheduling conflicts, we haven't uh, talked in a couple weeks. But before we get to the <clears throat> March Madness uh, uh, tourney recap. He had a couple huge uh, wide receivers deals. Uh, Devontae Adams gets traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, signs a five-year, $140 million deal, the, at the time, richest uh, wide receiver contract in NFL history. I know... The last time we had talked, we had talked about Rodgers uh, coming back, and you had said that uh, the Adams deal was very important, and I agreed, and I thought that the franchise tag was just a placeholder. Turns out it is not. Um, he gets a new deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, and from – my understanding, Rodgers knew beforehand that he was not going to be on the team this year and signed his deal anyway. Packers got a lot of work to do in the receiver room, but uh, what are your thoughts on the deal? Um, I mean, he deserves all the money. And if he didn't want to play in Green Bay, he didn't want to play in Green Bay, you know. It is a little weird that Rodgers would know that Adams wasn't going to sign. And then signed anyway. I mean, he must. I don't know. It's not like, and it's not like there's nobody the Packers can go get either. There's there's a few guys out there. Plus the draft, they got two first round draft picks now. Yeah, the I I think that this isn't the years in twenty years that they sign a or draft a receiver in the first round. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Especially with the two draft picks. If they really like a guy, it can move up and get him. Mm-hmm. If they target a guy and they really want him, I the uh Devontae Parker going to New New England, I thought he might be a Packer this season, but not in the works, but Yeah, he – I was kind of hoping he'd stay in Miami, but, you know, now that they got Hill, it's kind of – it would have been a little redundant, I guess. So, yeah, Rodgers is no longer a Packer, and good for him for getting his money. Clearly, he was – didn't want to be here, so got a couple first-rounders for him, and – We'll see what happens, but you get to the second uh, big deal as after Adam signs that historic deal, Tyree Kill 
says, uh, hold my beer for a second. <laughs> Gets traded to the Dolphins, signs a four-year, $120 million deal. I believe Adams was 28.5 a year, and Hill is 30. So that happened, and that's uh, your team there, so I'll let you start there. Well, it's it shows, I think, that Miami's, you know, they're ready to go and go or ready to go ahead and try to get into the play, you know, take that next step to go from being a middling team, you know, vying for a wild card spot and then falling short or sneaking in and then getting blown out in the first game to maybe actually competing and being something that, you know, a team that might be worrisome come playoff time instead of just an easy home game for another division winner. Do you, do you think this is a uh, make it or break it season for uh, Tua? it kind of seems like it is i mean yeah it's what his third year it's uh, it, this year is going to de- determine whether he can be a starter in this league or if he just be a backup somewhere in this league this is gonna this year how he if he how he performs is gonna de- like determine his career path in the nfl I completely agree with that. And I think that's part of the reason they made this deal as he now has a top, top flight wide receiver. And if he can't do it this year, I agree. I don't know if he's going to be on the Dolphins next year. I don't know what his future in the NFL is. We shall see. Well, and I, when I say, you know, this is going to determine his career path, I, he doesn't have to go out and throw for 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns to, to be like, okay, this guy is a starter. He just has to show some kind of, you know, he has to take a big step this year. And if he does that, you know, gets his – gets a little more comfortable throwing further down the field, keeps up that efficiency that he showed last year, but start to stretch the field, open up the playbook a little bit. If he can do those things and start to show a little more, yeah, you know, they might, then it's like, okay, maybe we can resign this guy. But if he's still struggling and throwing dumb picks and making stupid mistakes, it, yeah, it's okay. Well, then we know what we got. <laughs> yeah, I I tend to agree with that. Um, one more move or one more uh, football note I wanted to touch on. I didn't I don't think the Carson Wentz deal trade went down before the last pod. I believe I think that was there was a few quarterbacks <laughs> moves. Uh, Jameis Winston re-signing with the Saints. And then Carson Wentz uh, got traded to the Commanders. It's still weird for me to say. <laughs> um, Carson Wentz did not work out in Indy. I don't know if he's going to work out with 
in Washington. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he he'll be he'll. I don't think he's gonna all of a sudden be like, "All right, this is the Carson Wentz we were looking for." I mean, he'll be fine. He's better than whoever they had, you know. But I th- I think the big thing with Indy is that Week 17 game against Jacksonville where they win and they're in and they just get embarrassed by a bad Jaguars team. I, that's not all on Carson Wentz either. It's not, but I'm not saying he didn't have anything to do with it, but still. All right. Uh, before we go, uh, move on. Uh, do you have any more football notes that I'm missing? I know a lot happened, but oh, geez. On the big ones. Yeah, I think we got most of them. Matt Ryan going to Indy. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. Uh, we have the NFL draft in three weeks, I believe it is. Two, three, something like that. A couple, two, three uh, weeks. And so, uh, oh, I did want to mention the uh, Green Bay did not get the uh, privilege of hosting the draft in 2024 that went to Detroit. Yes, make your Lions beat the Packers jokes if you mm-hmm. can. I, I, I do think it's going to happen in either 2025 or 2026, I do think Green Bay is going to host the draft. Yeah, why not? We'll see, but yeah, they're, they're, they can't hold the, host the Super Bowl because it's Green Bay and there's every hotel from here to Milwaukee would be filled. And they just, although it, that argument is always funny to me. Because, like, a big city like New York, you're traveling two hours from the outskirts to the stadium anyway. I understand the argument that Green Bay is the small city in the NFL, that they don't have the logistics to do it, but travel argument to me is always kind of funny because walking to Green Bay is, well, three hours with traffic maybe but that argument never made sense to me if, if you understand what i'm saying there uh maybe i i don't i'm not 100 percent following so one of the arguments that i know green bay will never host a super bowl it's cold weather they're outside new york got it because it's new york well one with of the green ar- bay specifically um it's a lot of it boils down to Green Bay, at least for a time. I don't, maybe this is old news, but they didn't have the hotel infrastructure to support the influx of people that a Super Bowl requires. That, that was, that was like they simply couldn't do it. Like, (laughs) I remember I've worked in the hotel for years, in the hotel industry for years, and I remember one time specifically there was this strange confluence of events where there was professional games in multiple cities. There was a Whistling Straits golf tournament pro tour thing. 
there was some kind of state something tournament. There was all these things happened on this one weekend, and you couldn't find a hotel in the state. You couldn't find a hotel room. There was one group that needed rooms, and I was calling all over everywhere. I, I called down to Janesville and Beloit and down by the border, and they had nothing. So okay. it's just we don't we don't have a city like Chicago. I mean, even Milwaukee isn't Chicago or New York or L.A. It's not yeah. even close, you know. So they just we don't have any place like that. These these things happen in places that can support these kinds of events, and these size events happen somewhat regularly. Like that that kind of stuff just doesn't happen up here. So we don't have anything prepared for that. That's that's a fair point. I get my, my my argument was part of it is the um, two hours away thing, and I guess my point was going to be like New York traveling two hours, even if you're within twenty miles of the city. Um, that, no, I I totally understand your point, and I. That and that I know we'll never host the Super Bowl, but it would be cool to have a draft up here, is all I'm saying. Yeah, because when you're talking travel in this instance, if we're talking travel, the you know, having something up in our area, the travel would be driving up from Chicago in some cases, and that's just what's the point then? Just having Chicago, I I suppose. Yeah, all right, so uh, get the football talk in. Um, you want to introduce our uh, the big show for us? The big show, the ends the 2022 NCAA basketball tournament madness recap. That would be the one. That's the one. All right, so a fantastic final game last night. Kansas takes down UNC, seventy-two to sixty-nine. Kansas built a 7-0 lead in a couple minutes. It looked like it might be a redux of Baylor-Gonzaga game last year. UNC ends up coming back, building a 15-point halftime lead. And then Kansas chips away, chips away last 10 minutes i don't think either team won led by three just an absolutely fantastic game to a great tournament uh your thoughts on the championship game my thought (laughs) it was fine that's all i have to say about it all right (laughs) (laughs) No, I just uh, I I can't I, I, say I, I, I can't say that I'm not just a little just a little satisfied like in a petty way that UNC blew the biggest lead in NCAA championship history. And I'm just uh, I'm a little relieved they didn't win. But that's, yeah, I mean, 
Kansas, you knew going in it was going to be Kansas game to lose, right? And it just like any basketball game, it had its ups and downs. It's a game of runs. Kansas made their run early. UNC made another run. You know, Kansas had the slow burn on the comeback and then, uh, you know, sealed the deal. They're, they're, they're a great, uh, they're a great program and their teams are going to be more often than not, they're going to consistently perform like, like we saw them, you know, doing what they have to do to win when it comes down to it. Oh, that's a, that's a great recap. Um, okay. So this is where we get to the part of the show that, um, I did not actually get to watch the semifinal games. I was down in Milwaukee um, seeing Alton John on his last tour. Ooh. Fantastic show, by the way. Um, so this is where, if you are emotionally up to it, <laughs> where you take over. Well, uh, I... I mean, we all knew that Kansas was going to beat Villanova, right? After uh, Justin went down, it was just a yeah, you know, Villanova is a great team, and you know, guys will step up and they'll rally together. But it's not like they were going on to play Utah State here. We're talking about Kansas. You had to know that they were going to win that game outside of it was another gauge situation, just like UNC. Like that was Kansas situation to lose. Agreed. Uh, UNC Duke. I mean, Theo John going out four fouls in the first half. Oh my God. I, I really don't generally get upset about games for very long. But if I'm forced to like think about them, <laughs> it opens up the wound again. But uh, it was a close game. You know, UNC hit their shot. I mean, nobody was hitting shots early. And UNC just, North Carolina just started hitting their shots. And Duke continued to miss their shots it looked like keels was gonna get get hot but just never never really <sighs> they had too many they have too much talent to have everybody go cold at the same time and it was just really really frustrating to watch <sighs> there I'm, am i done now you, you can be you can be done now okay thank you <laughs> um no i'm i'm I have the game recorded. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm going to do this to you, but I, I, I heard it was a fantastic game. It was, it was a really, really good game. All right. So let's move on. Um, We're going to, so we did the semifinal. Um, Didn't get a chance to talk about, really any of the tournaments since our preview. So I guess obviously the main headline outside of the final four was uh, St. Peter's run to the elite eight as a 15 seed. Kentucky 
Murray State, and then Purdue. Uh, finally losing to – one second, I'm sorry. Who, St. Peter's? To, they lost to, to UNC. North, 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 North yeah. Carolina, yeah. Um, the first 15 seed, first of uh, VCU made it as 11 to the final four. The first 15 seed to get past uh, the opening weekend, uh, made it to the Elite Eight. Fantastic run for them. That's, I, I think that's what this tournament is going to be remembered for is St. Peter's run. If I'm being honest, I hope so. I hope it's not remembered for Coach K losing his last game to UNC. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. You know, and it's one of those things the program goes on, it is what it is, right? John John Schneider John Schneider is going to be able to continue. Duke's, Duke's always going to get the players. Yeah, and they'll be fine. Um, he so, might even be better. Who knows? That'd be a tough stretch. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, well, you know, better than a ninety-year-old Coach K. Yeah, I yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, so yeah, we had St. Peter's. Um. Badgers fell in the second round, uh, shooting two for 22 from three for the game. Certainly does not help. Uh, 54 to 49 loss to Iowa State. Just an ugly game all around. Um, Iowa losing as a five seed. I had them in the final four, so to me that was surprising. Other than that, Michigan took down uh, Colorado State, but Michigan was an 11, Colorado State was a 6. Not terribly surprising to a lot of people, I don't think. Other than that, I don't think we had a lot of major upsets. New Mexico State took down UConn 12-4 or 12-5 matchup. I'm just kind of taking a look right now. Other than that, not a lot of huge upsets. Unless yeah. I'm missing something that you can remember. No, it's not like a lot of uh, advancement. You know, like you said, Iowa State and Miami getting past the first weekend. Uh, <laughs> and it was just one of those things like, as you see, when you see these parts, these parts of brackets kind of break down as upsets happen, you see the paths for the higher seeds sometimes get much, much easier. And look at what happened to Kansas. I mean, they played the, the, <laughs> the highest seed they had to play before the final four was a four. And that was Providence, who I think was overseeded. Creighton was a nine. They technically upset San Diego State. Then they played Providence. Then they played the 10 seed Miami. <laughs> like, Kansas did not have a hard path to get there. No, they did not. And they, um, and if you, another thing, like these, 
if you look at this in by conference, man, the SEC touch giant. What's that? I was just going to say the Big Ten took a shit to the bed, but... The SEC, man. They loaded up the, the SEC. They left a couple of ACC teams out. And, God, Auburn, Arkansas, like, who else? I just, that's just the two. The two that stick out to me were Auburn and Arkansas. Just, I mean... Wow, and uh, Auburn, Tennessee, Tennessee against Michigan. Michigan. Yep, that was another one. That Kentucky, (laughs) like, oh man, oh man. And then, yeah, the Big Ten outside of Purdue really, really left a lot on the table. Yes, they did. I, in no surprise, I've always been a supporter of ACC basketball, and when they only got the three teams in, and then. Notre Dame as a play in it's just like I Wake Forest had a great season they're not there but no we'll make Arkansas a 6 seed like what is going on and then to just have the SEC just not even not barely even be around anymore on the second week just <sighs> committee's yeah, the, got the, a the one that sticks out is our uh, Arkansas did take down uh gonzaga a lot of people's sure uh, championship pick but uh, uh outside of that i totally get your point yeah the big 10 and sec did not have good conf- good uh tournaments at all no no they did not no they did not or sorry arkansas was a four i'm sorry they were four which i thought was way high and sure, they, I, you know, I that was high too, but. well, and if you look at it, sure, they beat the, the Vermont, you know, and then they beat New Mexico State, which by by five for the record, and they only beat Vermont by four. They did beat Gonzaga, which was very surprising, but then, you know, just went and got handled by Duke. So. Uh, the. I think that, and honestly, that Gonzaga game, I think that was more Gonzaga lost that game more than Arkansas won that game. Gonzaga did not look good that game. It looked physically outmatched. One of these years, I'm going to have Gonzaga not winning the tournament. (laughs) I think I've picked picked them four years in a row to win it. (sighs) So. Man, I I just want to see them break through. I'm sorry. I'd I'd love to see them break through and finally do it, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. I mean, they have these gaudy records. I think we talked about this during our pre, uh, tournament preview. They have these gaudy uh, records. Our scheduling good in the non-conference. Then you have two months where you're biggest competition is St. Mary's and this year is San Francisco but outside of that you're not getting prepared to play six games in a row that are against stiff competition I think if Gonzaga wants to be Gonzaga I get that their enrollment is low okay sure fine keep using that as an excuse if you want but take your ass to the Pac-12 
and see what you can do. If you can go 25 and eight, even like if you can even go 25 and eight in the pack, in the pack 12, I'll buy into this Gonzaga stuff. <laughs> uh, seriously, but until they actually make that move and show and do something other than wail on quote mid-major schools for every year and then go into the tournament and t- and lose to a team they sh- shouldn't because they're so good they can just i i don't want to hear it until they until they step up their game honestly all right so uh jason's thoughts on guns um, <laughs> i i I tend to agree, not in as harsh as words as you, but I, I think it would be fun to see them join the Pac-12. It, the The tough thing is, is they don't have a football program, so that'd be. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they, I guess they could do what Notre Dame did, and exactly, teams do team. that all the time. Teams do that all the. Their colleges do that all. Not all the colleges do it, but there are plenty of examples of colleges, particularly on the East Coast of UConn, look at UConn, you know, their basketball teams in what the ACC or something, but they don't even, they have like a D two football team. Like what's the pack? What's the pack? What's the pack 12's problem? You know, if they they don't want Gonzaga, I don't see how that would hurt. Oh no, the football, but the football, like who cares? It's not the same sport. You can have different teams in your conferences. Other conferences do it. Fair point. Fair point. Um, all right. Uh, any other notes on the tournament? I, I, I know we kind of short and sweet on this, but... Not really. I mean, I like watching John Calipari lose, so that was cool. You know, who, who doesn't? Why? Yeah. Watching him lose? I don't like seeing Duke lose, but that happens. And it's funny. There's, you know, everybody I bumped into the next day, everybody uh, I bumped into the next day is just like, oh, man, hell, Duke, oh, that's a bummer. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I've been a Duke fan for a long time. And every time they lose a big game, there are people who at, who talk to me like I've never experienced this before. <laughs> like, oh, you must be in rough shape. Like, man, this isn't the first time I've had Duke lose a big game on me here. Like, <laughs> this, this is hardly, I mean, yes, this was a big one. It was a huge one. Granted, particularly because of the opponent, but that's almost separated. You know, like my that's there. There's no spite in me watching Duke lose a big game. But there's a little bit of spite when I watch them lose to UNC. That's for sure. Understandable. Absolutely understandable. But it's not like it's not palpable. It's not. (laughs) Oh, you must be. Oh, so you're rough. Like, no, man, I was bad for like 30 seconds. I was mad when Theo John got his fourth foul, you know, like that's when I'm like, and that's when I'm feeling it when I'm into it, but it's not something that affects me 
outside of all this. That wouldn't be healthy. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, so congratulations, uh, Kansas, the 2022 uh, national champion. Mm -hmm. And you will see, I think it's November, right? November college basketball starts up again, I believe. Uh, somewhere in there. I think they like, yeah, it's like end of October, early November. The, the opening tournaments are the end of October. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the Maui Invitational and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, ha, so that, sorry. Oh. Uh, just a correction from earlier. I was thinking of Alabama, that SEC six seed, not Arkansas. Oh, okay. That gotcha. was that's why I'm like, wait, wait, that team beat Gonzaga. Yeah, I was getting my Alabama and Arkansas mixed up. Gotcha. So All correction right. for anyone who was confused by that. That's what that was, <laughs> me saying the wrong team. All right. So uh yeah, we will see college basketball again in the end of October. And if uh what to watch for you guys uh the baseball season starts up the brewers play on thursday against the cubs or at the cubs is their first game I believe there's a game on tonight if i saw correctly i could be wrong about that but baseball starts up this week um, the NBA is wrapping down the NBA and NHL. I know we don't talk about the NHL a lot, but um, those are both wrapping down. Uh, basketball's got one week left. I believe hockey's got one le week left. And it is Masters week. And the big thing to note about that is it looks like Tiger Woods is going to play in this year's Masters which is, to me, stunning. Yeah, this this close to that accident he had. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how he does. So, uh, got a lot, lot of uh, sports starting up. Uh, sports uh, winding down, getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, next week, we're going to have a end of the NBA season uh, kind of review kind of going into the playoffs for you. So watch for that. Uh, anything else we should be watching for this week, Jason? No, that sounds pretty good. Baseball's starting up. NBA's winding down. Maybe it's time to check those NHL standings, see if there's a team to root for. But no, that sounds pretty good. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week, Jason. Do you yep. Sounds stuff? good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love you all. Let's power through this nasty few weeks of spring, and then May will be around the corner, and it'll be beautiful weather again. Have a good Stay night, up. everybody. Have a good night, guys.